Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. It's storylines. It's best bets. It is the one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, hello. Hello. Looks like we are competing against one Rory McIlroy in the press conference uh, center right now. He got he got the 2 o'clock slot out west. I did not know that. Uh, is that the prime spot? Is that where you want to be, Patrick? It was a, it was a uh, TBA at the beginning of the week, so you, you never know with those guys. Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello. Hello, Rick. Uh, I think, Patrick, that uh, you'll get a, a little bit of a, a reprieve after this because I think you got Spieth following him. So, Oh, thank goodness. I think, okay. I think he's at, like, when we get off, get off this, this show. I see Jordan Spieth is tomorrow. They might have moved him. So I see, I see. Mm, yeah, maybe it was Morikawa after him. Somebody was after him. Morikawa. Then you're going to get Nick Dunlap tomorrow, along with Wyndham Clark and Chad Mum, yeah. presumably to discuss the release of Full Swing Two. Right. Oh, great. I get to see LACC on my television again. There's only there's only one press conference I care about tomorrow. Which one's that? John uh, Roms. Yeah. Well, we can start there. So it has been made official today. Earlier in the day, uh, Liv announced a couple of items. The new expansion team, the first expansion team in Liv Golf's history, dubbed Legion 13, which will be captained by John Rom and headlined by Terrell Hatton. Uh, that is something that kind of came up last couple of days, hot and heavy. And it'll be filled out by Caleb Surratt and Kieran Vincent. So we knew this was coming, Patrick. The Terrell Hatton stuff, uh, we knew he's been kind of talking. The courting process has been going on for a long time. But it, it got really down to the nitty-gritty. It was, it was described as an 11th hour 
uh, signing, yeah. considering the fact that their season starts this week in Mayakoba. First, I absolutely love that phrase, the 11th hour. I think it's underutilized. Uh, second, Kieran Vincent putting Southwest Virginia golf on the map. Liberty legend joins his brother, Scott Vincent, Virginia Tech Hokie in the league. The only brother duo, a true where were you moment in live golf history. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, on a serious note, I guess Rory just said he talked to House Tyrell on Sunday, said he knows where he's he's coming from. And then, yeah, I, I guess it makes sense. Like him and Romer buddies, they played in the Ryder Cup a few times together. Caleb Surratt's, uh, I think, the very interesting one. You just see what Nick Dunlap did on the PGA Tour. Surratt's former close to the number one, if not the number one guy, number one junior guy. I knew, I knew, no, coming into Tennessee, he was Walker cup guy, won the sec championship, first team, all American. And so they are doing a pretty good job of getting some young talent between Eugenio Chikara, David Pugh, and now Surratt. But you kind of see how the PGA tour markets Dunlap and everything that has happened for him and how he became a star overnight. And I think they're going to still struggle in that regard, but Lego Legio 13, uh, they're up and running has to be the favorite to take down the championship over Bryson DeChambeau's crushers trying to go back to back a lot of back and forth. I was writing a preview for live today, but uh, that's a long winded way of saying I'm excited for Mayakoba. Quote, we've come a long way in a short period of time and are extremely proud of the team and brand we are building, end quote, said John Rom in this press release. So Rombo gets his team, gets a partner in crime, KP, and they are looking to hit the ground running at El Chameleon. Yeah, there's some other quotes in that in that press release that are interesting as well. Uh, I think I'm big on the loyalty, stuff like that. Uh I, th th this whole thing is so weird, Rick, because whatever, I, I, I don't, um, it feels like, it feels like a lame duck. It feels like we're talking about a, a lame duck league. And I don't mean that in the sense that live is necessarily going away. I just don't even know what, or, or I, I don't know how to contextualize any of this because it's not going to look the same, you know, three months from now, six months from now, definitely not a year from now. And and I, I just want to get to the end of that deal to know what all this is going to look like so that we can talk about it in a more contextualized way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's weird because yeah. is it is are, are we all coming back together, you know, this summer? Are we are is there going to be a transfer portal? Is there going to be a two way street? Is there it, it does feel I think that was a good word, KP. Like it feels lame ducky. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? What's what's the plan for live? What's the plan for the PGA tour? And when are we gonna get some some level of resolution? Even if the resolution is, hey, we're not getting a deal done and we're going to battle. Okay, at least that is a resolution. Right. And I think Patrick, I think Live has become we some maybe you said this, maybe I said it recently. It's kind of European tour 2.0. Right. I mean, look at the guys that, you know, I think we, we, we previously thought that because they took the Stenson Westwood, that whole crew. And now they've taken the more the, the modern group of Rom and Hatton and 
Thomas Peters and Adrian Moronk. Like there, there's a lot of European guys. I mean, the loser in that is it's the PGA tour for sure, but it's also the DP world tour. I mean, that that's just a disaster. Right. And, and, and then all these organizations are uh, supposed to be working together. The whole thing is like, just wake me up when we have, you know, Yasser and Jay on CNBC again. Yeah. Wake me up when we can actually talk about golf on a weekly basis. Um, yeah, it seems like they're kind of just picking off country by country. Uh, right. Adrian Moronk, the only Polish golfer, Thomas T or Thomas Peters, a, a big Belgian one as well. And then they have Australia and South Africa pretty much. And yeah, I totally agree. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? If we're supposed to come together, I think between Hatton signing Moronk signing and the news of SSG and the PGA tour coming together first, instead of all three parties coming together at the same time makes me a little less optimistic that this is going to get done sooner. I still think all three parties are going to come together eventually, but it makes me think that it's probably not going to be until I was hoping the beginning of 2025, everyone would be fine and dandy, but I'm sitting here thinking it, it might be even longer than that. What do you think is a SSG conversation around the, the public investment fund? Do they see it as riskier to have them sitting out there or to have them in-house? I think what they see right now is the PGA Tour is a distressed asset. The easiest way to get value out of a distressed asset is to go in there and revamp leadership, which they have proven through various ventures to be good at, not only through the NFL and the MLB, but investments before that as well. And then from there, it's like, okay, we might lose some players to the to the live during this, but long-term, they probably believe Piff wants to work with them. And so they'd be willing to take a few hits in the short term to gain in the long term. It's interesting. It is interesting. I like that question. Is there Are they a bigger threat inside or are they a bigger threat outside? Let's add one more voice into the conversation. We've got him. Mark Immelman is here. Hello, Mark. Hi, boys. How are we doing? Uh, so far, so good. How about yourself? Well, great. I'm looking forward to making the trip to Pebble Beach tomorrow. Uh, weather's going to suck from what I understand, but it's still an awesome place. So looking forward to it. Uh, pack your weather. Yeah. Yeah, your your rain gear, your waterproofs. Well, we are not quite to Pebble Beach yet, Mark. We are uh, breaking down the John Rob New Live team, and we are now entered the conversation around what the deal looks like between the three parties, PGA Tour and SSG. That deal is reportedly much more imminent, and the PGA Tour will be getting an influx of cash from SSG while still working on figuring something out with the PIF. Does the timing of that matter? Does it is it is it more is it more palatable to take PIF money if you got SSG money first? Does the order matter? Um, I don't know. Um, first off, with John Rahm's team, I know he, 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 he had Hatton join him. I know Caleb Surratt. Did he, has he picked up a fourth since I came back from golf lessons? Uh, yeah, Liberty legend. Ah, I see. Mm -hmm. um, interesting team that he's assembled there. Anyhow, all that being said, um, in terms of the timing question, I don't know so much. I, I, I really don't know. The fact that it seems like there's a lot more love towards SSG right now makes me wonder 
how close the PIF and the PGA Tour actually are. You know, remember the whole thing was like we've agreed to stop the litigation and now we're going to investigate a partnership. And I don't, it does to me, I don't know, and I don't know anything insider. And I'm just looking at the tea leaves and I feel like, you know, with John Rahm going and coming like that, it doesn't feel like the deal is any closer. I, I really do not. And so maybe that's why um, the PGA Tour is looking elsewhere. Um, so so the whole thing's curious right now. I, I'm, I'm keen to see how Mayakoba turns out in the next few events and such, if they sort of clip into, because it's over the, uh, if memory serves me, it's over the Phoenix Open, the WM Phoenix Open next week. So I'm keen to see what that does in terms of ratings and stuff over here, because for the first time, certainly that I can remember, a PGA Tour event and a live event are on at the same time. So I'm uh, so I'm keen to see how that turns out. But as far as as far as timing in the future goes, heck, I think it seems more murky right now than what it was just a few months ago. Uh, Live KP has also tried to whether it's whether it is via time zones, different regions of the world. Uh, they've also tried to adjust the schedule in which they have gone up against the PGA Tour's weakest events. That changes in weeks one and week two here in 2024 Mayakoba this week up against a signature event at pebble and las vegas next week up against the wm phoenix open that is as tough as you can go right out of the gate in my opinion yeah do you i mean is that is that a good what are you, what are you trying to accomplish there like are you trying to prove we're, we're the better well we'll let that that Kyle gets to back to what I was saying. I mean, I don't. It doesn't feel to me like we're anywhere closer because that to me is a real shot across the bow. And that's that's not like Liv's going. Hey, we're all ready to play nice and do a deal right now. If you're clashing with Pebble, and uh, then Phoenix, the, that that that's a big statement in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't disagree, Mark. I but I also think that the people making those decisions are not necessarily the people that are negotiating with the pga tour right like i think that live is sort of operating independent of you know the the yasser negotiation with jay monahan and the fenway group or whatever uh i i mean i saw where they're not releasing their tv ratings rick like they're not they don't want to put those out there anymore so i guess i just don't know what they're trying to accomplish by uh by going against like the institution of the PGA tour, it, it just, it just, it, it, I mean, Mark's right. Like it feels more brazen than clever, you know, Brazen's a great word. That is a great word for it. And I would, and I would, and I hear you and I would counter that. Look, I figure there are plenty of phone calls from uh, Yasser to Greg Norman. And I don't think he's going to let his boy run rampant over there and just do whatever he pleases. I'm certain there's a whole lot of communication between the power hitters and the pockets at Live, and and Greg. I certainly don't think he's flying solo over there. I really don't. If I had to take a stab at the change in the schedule, because it's also, I think in total, it's four of the signature events they're going against. So half of them. I think the Travelers is another one. I would guess they saw the ratings from the first two years when they went against, quote, the lesser. PGA Tour events, less popular ones. And I think by doing this, they might think that they could kind of get some residual. I thought like, that was my like, thought too. Like everyone's watching golf this weekend instead mm -hmm. of, oh, it's, let's say, for example, the John Deere Classic. Most viewers are just taking it off, enjoying the summer. 
Instead, everyone's going to be inside watching golf and, and focusing on it. Yeah. I thought that was a possibility too, which is, you know, uh, try to catch a little draft a little bit, right? If everybody's talking about, we, we have discovered through this whole thing, no one, the casual fans have zero idea what is going on about who plays where. If, if I see Rory McIlroy is playing on a television and I see John Rahm is playing on a television and I see Brooks Kepka and I like who, I don't even know what I'm watching. I'm just watching golf. That's a really good point because, you know, right from the outset, I've always had the feeling, it's just, this is a gut thing that live is going to be an international tour. The internationals are going to go and play over there and the PGA tour is going to be American in the end. Um, that's why it's curious that a young Caleb Surratt would go. But then I was speaking with a player who knows him intimately and said, well, look, the money offer was something that he couldn't really turn down um, over three years or whatever it was. So I always think it's going to be more international, but I'm keen to see how the whole thing turns out this week, because look, John Rahm is clearly their ace lives. That is. And McElroy is the PGA Tour's ace. And so you got basically head-to-head -head this week at basically the same time because the one's in Mexico and the other one's on the West Coast. So I'm really keen to see how it plays out in terms of where the fans actually go. And so I think this will be a really good barometer sort of for where all the allegiances lie. Is there any change, Patrick, and I ask you because I feel like you're probably uh, aware of this more than anybody else. Is there any change on how to watch live? Is it still CW for only the final two rounds? Is that available in all three rounds? Are they going back to YouTube at all? Like, what, what's the plan? Round one is still the CW app. Okay. And then rounds two and three are through CW. And then you can also, if you want to buy like Live Golf Plus and I think you can subscribe to a premium on their YouTube. Uh, but the format, since they added that new team, I believe they're doing, they're going to have 18 tee times. So it is the 13 teams plus two wild cards. And they're it's playing. Not a shotgun. Are you saying it's not a shotgun? No, it'll be a shotgun, but they'll have, they'll start from every hole. I see. Okay. Yeah. They weren't starting on every hole previously. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, 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 to follow up something that Mark said, I, I agree with him about the, and that's a little bit what I was getting at with European Tour 2.0. It's kind of the, I guess Mark is expanding that and saying it's really like a, it, it's more global. It's the South Africa and the Australia and the, you know, whoever. Um, I don't want tours like i i don't i don't want to i don't want there to be an american tour and an international tour and i know that that's what we had in the 70s and 80s and 90s and you know all that was fine but it, the the sports landscape and the the ability to travel now is such that there sh there should be a global tour if 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 you're gonna ha if you're gonna split it up it's just like i don't i i don't want that like that would suck to have to follow an American tour with just the Americans and an international tour with the non-Americans. Like I want all those guys to play together because that's, that's what we've grown accustomed to, right? Like that's what we're, that's what we're used to. And I think it's better. I think it has the opportunity to be really, really great. And I don't know if the PGA tour and its leadership will ever let go of from an, like an American centric viewpoint to, to, to go global and to make it what it could be. But man, I hope they do, because I think that would be a ton of fun. 
I agree. It already sucks that this week we are going to have John Ron Brooks, Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau in one spot, and we are going to have Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Morikawa in another. Uh, we will talk. So which one are you can? Well, you'll watch both because I know you, but which one, if you had to choose, where would you go? I mean, I still think that the PGA Tour is much deeper, especially this week, and Pebble Beach is an iconic venue. Yeah. I will still watch both, right? I'll follow yeah. both and, and see... Um, I want to see what John Rom does. I want to see what Terrell Hatton does. I want to see how they play at Mayakoba, which is a course that we've seen on the PGA tour. But if I, if I could only choose one, the answer this week is a hundred is, is absolutely Pebble Beach. Rick, are you going to venture out to Vegas perhaps for the live event there? Yes. Yeah. So I will be, so I, I, I love LVCC. They're playing at LVCC. Uh, I'll definitely be out there for round one. I, I always said if, if there was a chance for me to get – if there was ever a, a live locally, I should probably go see what's going on. I think it's part of the due diligence and something that I should do, and they're coming to my backyard. And, yeah, I'll definitely be out there for at least round one, and we'll see. It's it's going to be nuts because it's Super Bowl week, and I've got a lot of yeah. other stuff to do. But I'm interested to, I'm interested to see what actually goes on in a live event. Yeah, That event might be sick. It could be awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, the whole there's going to be a buzz in the city, like like yeah. there was for F1, and like there has been for other things. Like it just it just gets sick to be in Vegas during stuff like this. How many actually good events have they had? One Australia. Um, that's the only one that like I would remember. Like I would remember, right? Is is they they had it? They had that hole. I can't remember the watering hole, and yes, that. Great. Yes, it, it was it was very good, and I think that that is worthy of emulation. And I hope the new enterprise emulates it. <laughs> Nuco, uh, okay, we are going to put a pin in this conversation, and we will talk about Pebble Beach. We will go through the bets. We will release the one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Pebble Beach. It is going to look a lot different than what it has in the last couple of years. Uh, Mark, th this event 
while obviously it's a great venue, the strength of field has not been very good over the last five years or so. Now getting that signature designation gets uh, an injection of all of the PGA Tour's best players. Yeah, well, look, the Pebble Beach was always the Crosby Clambake. And, you know, it was about the celebrities coming out there. And it was about everyone having a whole lot of fun around what is basically America's gem in Pebble Beach. So, yeah, it has changed a little bit with the addition of the signature event status and with it moving from three golf courses to two. Um, I think if you stop in certain circles, they'll look at you and go, well, it's kind of a, it used to be a throwback and we loved it. But then you listen to everybody else and they're like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Pebble early in the season, right in the midst of the West Coast swing with all of the PGA tourist top guys over there and still some amateurs playing. Um, look, I'm excited about going. I always am because it's such a wonderful venue and it's a great place to go. But it's just special. And I think this year with the strength of field, uh, it's just it's really shaping up to be a bit of a barn burner to me. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, if if there is a barn burning, Mark, I think the rain, the rain might yeah, be able to put it out. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, Patrick, I'm no meteorologist. But I see Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday with rain in. Don't say Monday, you. Yeah, Don't Mark. Go. Mark might be out there. I mean, there are worse places to be stuck. You might be out there well, until yeah. like twenty-five. Maybe. Yerin, Yerin lies the dilemma, right? Because the CBS have got the Super Bowl the following week, and they can't afford because a lot of the camera uh, operators, yeah. there are a lot of folks who will be in Pebble Beach. They need to be in Las Vegas, Toronto. So I'm certain that the that CBS and the PGA Tour are, are already in conversations going, we need some sort of a resolution. We need to make some sort of plan because a Monday finish, given what's coming the following week, is not it, – it, it, it won't be frowned upon, but it's not going to be a, a good thing whatsoever. What uh, When was the last 54-hole uh, finish on the PGA Tour? Does anyone off the top of their mind now? Yeah. Uh, 54 hole uh, PGA tour. I don't know. I know the DP world tours. Okay. When was that? Uh, the, that was the week the queen died. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, had, had to bring that up. Rick. Well, I know in California, there's been a 54 finish before at, uh, Riv might've been 36 holes at Riviera when Adam six, it was Adam Scott. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe that could happen. <laughs> Um, the, the, the crazier part from the rain, Rick, is the wind. I know. Sunday is going to be like awesome. On Monday, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I I need it. I, I don't I don't wish it upon you, Mark, uh, because you have to run around in it. But run, I'll be walking. <laughs> you have to crawl around in it. But man, those those conditions are. And and Pebble, if you've ever been on a nice day, it's chilly, even yeah. when the sun's shining, because yeah. it's. It's just a cold ocean, and and the wind blows off there. It's going to be raw. I mean, um, I'm busy packing right now, and it's just layers upon layers upon layers. It's going to it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Rick, I, I wrote a piece today for CBSSports.com just talking about how for the last I don't know five or six years I've been really bummed Pebble Week because it's a it's arguably the best regular you know venue that the tour goes to and one of the worst fields i mean i went back and looked it up and you can argue about the owgr or whatever but the reality is pebble ranked 26th 29th 34th 
37th, as low as 37th in terms of field rating for PGA Tour events. Not not global events, but PGA Tour only. Didn't include majors. That was just regular events. And that is not, uh, those are not fields worthy of that golf course, right? And so to get back, and, and I'm glad that the PGA Tour and Pebble and, and um, everybody kind of worked together to get this, AT&T to get this to be a, a signature event because you can't you, you just can't go to a place like Pebble and not take a great field. I think I think it's such a waste. And they had to take away from Phoenix, I guess, was kind of the place that they they pulled from, which stinks because I think Phoenix should be an elevated or a signature event as well. But uh, man, I, I'm just really, really glad that the field finally matches what I think this golf course can offer in terms of a test. And to that, Kyle, I'm, I'm glad you referenced the golf course because it is a gem. But with the tiny greens that they have, of the three courses that ordinarily would make up this tournament's rotation, if the wind blows, Pebble plays the hardest. And it's only 6,900 yards. But those greens are like thimbles out there. When you've got a crosswind blowing off the ocean, it's so difficult. Yeah. So um, it's... I, I don't see people shredding par. I really don't. Where ordinarily this place is, they get after it a bit. Why why has the field strength not been so strong? Well, just, well, just timing. Because you, you think about this, right? Uh, you kick off the season at Torrey Pines. Um, and then Phoenix is always going to draw a big field just because of the weather and the conditions and the course. And then LA will always draw, draw a big field because of Tiger. And these guys are trying to get their sort of three to four week windows. And they need time just to decompress and, and to rest. And then that's why Honda was suffering. And then you hit it you hit with Bay Hill and the Players' Championship, and you get into that run. And then the guys are trying to sort of time themselves to get a little tournament or so in before the Masters. So it's just all about scheduling. They, they don't want to play five, six, seven events in a row. Well, for Pebble, it, it, was the, it was the brunt of it all. And they also, if they have to pick one, Mark, I, I think they're going to pick the one where it's seven hour round rounds with yeah, it. sound like yeah, the pro and, slowed down, and, and so it just it almost makes it an easier choice. I would throw in the fact they started the Saudi International uh, on on like to counter this week on the European tour four or five years ago, and remember the tour had to implement that rule where it's like if you go play Saudi, you gotta you get, which is funny now because all the guys that went to play just left the PGA tour, but if you go play Saudi, you have to uh, you have to go play Pebble whatever once in the next three years and so that took away from a little bit of as well guys like dj who always played pebble and won pebble were all of a sudden in in saudi arabia so i think that played into it as well yeah yeah it's funny those guys were like yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll definitely be back yeah. cool <laughs> check in on you for check sure um, Nick Dunlap, already a winner on the PGA Tour, Patrick, will be making his first start as a professional. Kid can make a little cash this week, finally. Good for good for him. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we see all these guys come out with so much in terms of high expectation. I'm not sure what the expectation is for Nick Dunlap right now, right? Was that just like a to the casual viewer it is wow this like random amateur just won but the pedigree is phenomenal like how should we be expecting what is essentially going to be a full season on the pga tour that we were not anticipating getting from him i don't know that's a really good question i think the he shot 59 when he was 12 years old is gonna surpass the Cameron Young's father was a professional at Sleepy Hollow 
soundbite that we hear from time to time. But it is odd, right? He coming into the American Express, you couldn't have told Nick Dunlap that he was going to play at Pebble Beach. He was going to be a PGA Tour member for the next two years. And so you kind of have to shift your expectations a little bit, right? Move the goalpost a little bit. And for Nick Dunlap, I think just learning a lot, learning how to be a professional. Justin Thomas talked about it in his press conference today where they were all hanging out last night. And Nick Dunlap was like, dude, I am so freaking tired. And he was like, shut up, man. Like anyone else on your Alabama team would love to be where you are. They would love to be tired right now. So I think it's really just all about learning how to become professional both on and off the golf course this year. And then from there, see what happens uh, in year two of membership. He's good enough to compete and contend. I mean, he, he didn't lose to some Joe Schmoes. He beat Justin Thomas and Sam Burns. Um, but there will be some learning curves. Yeah, no doubt. And and I just add to that with, with the weather that's forecast, I think all bets are off. So betting folks, pundits and stuff, look, you get gusted a few times and you hit a few balls that get, you know, on the wind and all of a sudden you make big numbers and things. It could be, a, well, it can't be a short week because there's no cut. But but still, it's it, it's going to be a tough thing. I would almost wish for him that his first event as a professional would be in some nice weather so he can almost show off who he is. But that all said, as I said, I'm hearing myself go, well, maybe this is a chance for him to really shine. You know, if he is a, a good mutter, if you will. So uh, I think just with the weather, it's going to it's gonna make it hard for everybody, especially someone who's a rookie and a first-timer. Even outside of this week, KP, or even the next five weeks, when we look back at 2024, a guy who, you know, this was this is like when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. They were a year early, right? Like they weren't supposed to get here yet. They were ahead of the timeline. Nick Dunlap, a little bit ahead of the timeline right now. What what do we see when we look back in, in 10 months? Yeah, I I mean, he it's crazy. We were talking about um we talk about Ludwig, right? He's 24. We talk about Nikolai Hoygaard, 22. Dunlap's barely 20. Right, like it's it, that's so 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 different. He, he he'll ha he will have as many wins on the PGA Tour at 24 as Ludwig did, no matter what he does. Which is which is wild. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's so hard with him because he the pedigree is extra, extraordinary. Obviously with being the only other guy besides Tiger to win the Junior Am, the USAM, um, winning a Walker Cup, winning a PGA. I mean, him and Phil winning PGA Tour events as amateurs. Like, his comps are Tiger and Phil right now. I don't think he's going to be that, but the ceiling, I would say, is is uh, is pretty high. Sorry, I was reading these Rory quotes about live players that maybe we should get into here in a second. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Do you want to you lead the way? Well, I, the source is a little questionable, so we might need to wait till they're actually. <laughs> they are up. I haven't gotten through them. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Uh, we will take a break. We can get into some of that. We'll do our best bets. We'll do our one and done, and we'll see where else we go. Uh, Josh, hit the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Okay. Uh, we are going to do our bets. We'll do our one and done. Then we'll circle back. That'll give us time. And KP, we can, uh, we can, we can see what's going on. Okay. How about this? Josh is going to release the bets, which if you've never seen this before, we take a hundred bucks and we go over and we put 50 on a matchup, 30 on any finishing position that we want, 10 each on two separate outrights. And then we keep track of it and see how poorly that we can do all year long. Let's start with the matchup wagers. And Patrick, we'll go in your direction first, please. I got to be honest. I got some sweet closing line value on this bet, Rick. You'd be proud of me. Uh, I I, I checked uh, right before the show. It's like minus 140. So we can change it. If we want, but it's Colin Morikawa, even money over Jordan Spieth. I am a little concerned about the weather for this matchup. It's going to favor one of them, and it's not the one I'm on. But I love the fit for Colin Morikawa. You think about everyone hitting from the same places. The rough's going to be nice and juicy. You got to hit fairways, small greens, tight targets. So at that price, I loved Morikawa, even money over Jordan Spieth, who, uh, despite his history, I just have some hesitation about. Uh, have you seen his record around that place? That's why I said, despite his funky, history, <laughs> in, especially in funky weather. Yes. If you want the ultimate matter, there you you betting against a horse uh, at Pebble. Uh, okay, Mark. Well, since you're uh, jumping headfirst into the matchup conversation, let's get your matchup, please. Well, remember, I'm a bottle of wine up against uh, Patrick on these matchups over here from last week. You are. Um, you, you are. are. I, I are. Um, and along the lines, you know, just sort of scrappers, you know, it's not, it's going to be ugly golf out there for four days. I think Brian Harmon and, and the height, he hits the ball. He's still around the greens. Um, he's been playing solid. I just like him over Adam. Now that's no, that's no knock on Adam Scott whatsoever, but the kind of golf that's going to be played is going to be grizzly sort of stuff. It's going to be recovery. It's going to be all attitudinal and, and it's going to put a lot of strain. I feel like on ball flight and, uh, and short game and, and that sort of, to me, um, sets up for a Brian Harmon who's plus 100. Okay. I went with a, a quick forgiveness of Eric Cole after a miscut last week at Torrey Pines to get back into the mix this week and beat Russell Henley. I think that this is just a much better spot for Eric Cole just, uh, compared to the driving test that was Torrey Pines last week. So I'll quickly forgive and get Eric Cole back on my card and KP. You have also picked on a guy with some pretty good history. Around yeah, here. I'm such a sucker. This is such a stupid <laughs> bet. It's so dumb. But 
Benny Allen's been awesome to start the year. Jason Day is not. I'm sure that'll change this week, but I've got I've got Ben on minus one thirty over Jason Day. That is on over Day, Cole over Henley, Morikawa over Spieth, Harmon over Adam Scott. Now to any finishing position that we like. We've got three top 20s and a top 40. Let's start with the outlier. Mark, your top 40, please. You would think the top 40s would be kind of easy to pick, but I've struggled on these. But Half the field this week. <laughs> yes, it's the truth. I'm going with a local boy. Grew up in San Jose and Mark Hubbard. Played this tournament well before. You know, he's sort of a, a sneaky performer um it's the ball nicely really it's a heavy golf ball and i feel like you'll be confident um to me i've always talked about the poe annua effect and tony fina spoke about it last week how you know despite the way he putted he says he feels comfortable on that sort of green mark hubbard definitely does so top 40 minus 110 sign me up uh three top 20s from three different golfers coming up patrick uh please go ahead I went with Tommy Fleetwood plus 120. When it does get ugly, I will trust someone like Tommy Fleetwood. If it does end after 54 holes, I will trust someone like Tommy Fleetwood, <laughs> even though he did just beat Rory in Dubai. That confidence early in the year, I think he carries it over to the U.S., has a great week, has a great year. And so top 20 in this field, I think uh, plus 120 is favorable. And a pair of JTs for KP and I. I went posting plus 140. Just continues to pile up great results. This should be a place where he can lean on his strengths. And KP, you went with the uh, the JT with a few more trophies on the mantle. The original J. I guess Justin Timberlake was the original JT. Uh, he's probably playing, Is he this, playing this week. Yeah, <laughs> he might be. Uh, uh, yeah, I just I, I'm all over JT this week. I think he's going to have an awesome week. Two separate outrights. Now, there is a bit of crossover here. Uh, though, Mark, we're going to start with you again because you stand alone here with your two outrights. Please tell the people what they are. Yeah, um, I've got a sense on Jordan Spieth. And look, I'm giving him some love because he was so good to me by coming on my show a little while back. And, and, um, you know, from what I've understood, he's playing nicely. Um, so he's going back to a place where I know because he's with AT&T, AT there'll be a lot of post-round and, and and other commitments and stuff. But I've watched him do that before around here and play very well. So I feel like Spieth um, will play well. And then if you want a good uh, bad weather guy, go to a guy who hits the ball heavy through the wind. And I've watched Aubert play a few times now. And the guy just cuts the hole in any wind with a flight of his golf ball. It's unreal how heavy he hits it. And so, you know, to me, he's a champion in waiting again. Last week, couldn't putt for anything and still got himself into contention late Sunday afternoon. He's won. I think he's ready to win again. And I feel like conditions that are similar to how he grew up in Sweden might be a good place to go with him. Ludwig, 25 to 1. Jordan, 18 to 1. Patrick, we go to you for your two golfers, please. Couple cow bears, Maxoma twenty to one. Feels like this is kind of the uh, the forgotten week for Max. Defending last week, home in Scottsdale next week. Genesis Invitational means a lot to him as well. Well, he also plays Pebble Beach pretty damn well, also. So I like his chances. I like how he finished at the Farmers Insurance as well. Uh, and then Kalamarakawa twenty two to one. Like I said, I think it's a great fit for him. I like the buy low opportunity off a head scratching miscut. It was really just one bad round. I'm okay with that. The weather's a concern, but I'm I'm willing to risk it. 
KP, you do have a little bit of crossover here on your card. So please uh, get us up to date with where you're headed. Yeah, I've got JT and, and Morikawa. Uh, I, again, JT has been, he's been the best player in the field over the last few months, just in terms of strokes gained. And I think, I'm not sure if people were like realize that right now. I think there's some value there. And I like that Morikawa uh, did not like miss the cut last week because I think that, like Patrick said, I, I love his iron play here. Um, I'm worried about the the wind and the weather. I don't know if that's his his deal, but uh, I do think there's some value because he missed the cut last week. And then I took a combination of both of those. I've got Max Homa. I've got Justin Thomas. I agree with the idea that JT is back. And when he's back, it's scary stuff. And then Homa does it in kind of like an all-around nature, has played well in wet weather in the past, playing great golf. I think there's a path for both of those guys to find success this week. That leaves us with just one well, I guess a couple of final things to do. We have to do our best bets here. So this is the extra 50 bucks that we get to put on anything that we would like. Mark and I have gone for a nationality wager. Mark, why don't you give the people what they want? <laughs> I've bet 150 bucks and lost 150 bucks. I'm looking to turn this uh, third try, fourth try, whatever it is. Um, Nick Taylor fits the mold for me. And the mold for me is, is someone who's, content in playing like northern california conditions he's from british columbia he's played on perania for most of his life he went to uh the university of washington so it's a similar sort of uh, vibe that he got up there and then he's won this event and he's playing solidly i think the golf swings sound and so he's got to go in there and he's got to beat mac mckenzie Hughes, adam hadwin Corey connors and adam svensson and i feel like with his uh his course history around yet plus 330 that was a good bet Okay, I will reveal my nationality bet. I went with top Englishman, which is Tommy Fleetwood. So it's basically a three ball Fleetwood over Rose and Fitzpatrick plus 120. Uh, no Terrell Hatton to complete, compete with this week for Tommy. And again, I like that all around game and everything else that Patrick alluded to for Tommy this week. KP, you have found, what is this? A little uh, two golfer parlay. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I just, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm out of my mind. But uh, I so the reason that I went with this, Rick, is because I think over the course of like there's no cut, right? And so I, th I think over the course of 72 holes, the way that Rory and and Scheffler are playing, that that's not that they miss cuts anyway, but that's just going to rise to the top. And um, I mean, Rory's what ten top tens in a row on the PGA Tour, not to mention the the European stuff. And Scheffler's been an auto top five for a year and a half now. I, I it's not. I mean, I don't know. It's a little bit of a gamble, but uh, it's kind of a kind of a fun little best bet. Patrick, round us out with your positivity parlay. There is no cut to deal with this week, so you have gone in a different direction. Yeah, I went Scotty Scheffler, Max Oma, top twenty plus one thirty-five. I'm realizing as I'm saying this, that the guys who have kind of, I was going to say stabbed me in the back, but let me down are people who I've been somewhat critical of Tom Kim, Jason day and his apparel. And I'm now re realizing Scotty Scheffler is on this list. So uh, I'm a little hesitant, but here we are top 20 plus 135 th for those two guys. I got to say, uh, 
I, if I'd seen that, I would have hopped all over that. Those two guys, top twenty in California. I think that's, I think that's a solid bet. I really do. Come on, come on in. The water's fine. Yeah, but listen, I mean, my record doesn't say very much, so don't listen to me now. Uh, the Immelman endorsement. That is Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa to finish inside the top twenty at plus one thirty-five. Mark went with Nick Taylor to be top Canadian at plus three thirty. Kyle, Rory, and Scotty to finish inside the top five if they both do seven and a half to one. And Tommy Fleetwood for me, top Englishman over Justin Rose and Matt Fitzpatrick are one and done which is currently being led by someone named OK Boomer and you're obviously not a golfer uh is just going splendidly for all of us we have one who has cracked the million dollar mark we'll get to him in just a second we have an unfamiliar name at the bottom of the leaderboard just all by himself looking scared looking nervous mark languishing. <laughs> how do you get back into the mix this week languishing in the basement and finally i've got a, a situation where i'm can make up some ground i gotta tell you something um i've watched him on tv i've heard kyle speak highly about hoy god not sure how kyle figured that out but i watched him play last week and the guy hits it freaking hard and straight with like a little baby fade and it's flighted. He doesn't hit the ball very high in the air. And to come over to Torrey Pines, sight unseen, straight from Dubai, very little rest, and to contend around a golf course like that, that just speaks to the, the pedigree. So I'm like, hell, I'm going to hop all over this. I'm going to try and catch the guy while he's hot. And uh, it's a, it's, there's no cut, so I don't have to worry about that. It's a signature event, so big bucks. So I was like, yeah, give, give me some of this because all the Californians and such, I can find other ways, other ways to plug them in. So if this works out for me, it's actually a bit of a bonus because the Cantlays and the Homers and company, I can now you know, use them somewhere else. So Hoy God is my bet. $20 million in the purse, 3.6 for first place. Patrick, myself, and Greg have all gone with the same golfer. Patrick, tell the people who we've chosen. Hate to see it. We went with uh, John Maximilian Homa. Is his first name John? It is now. Uh, <laughs> we, we, went, we went with John Homa. Uh, like I said, I thought this was going to kind of be the, uh, the forgotten week for him because you could have used him next week at Scottsdale, L.A. But clearly... I'm not as original as I once thought. So we've we've got three of them. Hopefully he wins. And that's awesome if he does. But if not, I'm a little disappointed because I will be at best in third place. John Maxwell Homa. Oh, Maxwell. The old Wikipedia, which I'm sure is uh, accurate. The three of us go with Max Homa. Josh goes with Patrick Cantlay. And our leader, our leader, Kyle Porter. <laughs> the claw. Now gets to reveal his selection for this week's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro. I'd first like to reveal my selection for Riviera, which is now going to be Max Homa. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> that decision is easy for me. Uh, yeah, I've got Xander. Xander played awesome last week. Didn't couldn't make. He putted worse than Finau did. I mean, it was it was unbelievable how bad he was on the greens last week. Hit it great. Uh, this is. He's kind of quietly been playing very, very well, not winning, but playing great golf. And uh, this this is a good good spot for him, especially with the iron play. I mean, we've been talking about the small greens. I just really like um, I like the way he's hitting it right now. And I think I think he gets a top eight, top seven out of it. 
I um I actually went to go put Xander in and realized I already used him. And I was like, how am I already running? <laughs> Rick, if I might say this, um, Kyle mentioned that according to Strokes Gain, Justin Thomas has been playing the best. I would argue, and I'd die on this hill, that I feel like Xander Shuffley is the guy that's playing the best right now. Um, he's just got so much control. Yes, he didn't putt very well last week, but he's tightened up the golf swing. The ball flight's really, really sharp. And and he just doesn't look like it's hard work. You know, the game's coming easy to him. So uh, I feel like in a signature event, he's a good pick. Again, it's all bets are off with the weather. So I'm keen to see how the whole thing pans out. Mark, are you betting against math right now? I was going to say, you're not allowed to argue with math, Mark. No, well, sorry. I'll go with the eye test, you know. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> um, just for the audio listeners, that is Kyle with Xander, Josh with Patrick Cantlay, Greg, Rick, Patrick, all Max Homa. Mark has gone with Nikolai Hoygaard. Make sure to get your selections in on the websites by Thursday morning. Our picks are already locked. We're going to circle back here on this Rory McIlroy thing. I have the transcript. Uh, he was asked, in this effort to kind of repair a fractured landscape, do you have an opinion on how that gets done in terms of bringing guys back who cashed in to join with the guys who didn't and is that difficult? Which I, I – great question. I don't know who asked this, but like the idea of what this would look like to me is is – so hard to figure out. Rory responded and said, quote, I think life is about choices. Guys made choices to go play live. Guys made choices to stay here. If people still have eligibility on this tour and they want to come back and play, or you want to try and do something, let them come back. I mean, I don't think, I think it's hard to punish people. I don't think there should be a punishment for Obviously, I've changed my tune on that because I see where golf is and I see that having a diminished PGA Tour and having a diminished Live Tour or anything else is bad for both parties. It would be much better being together and moving forward together for the good of golf. That's my opinion of it. He then finished up by saying, so to me, the fair that we all get back together and start to play and start to have the strongest feel possible is, a, I think, is great for golf. KP, even through that, you could see him thinking through that response in real time and he's seemingly going through the same thought process that we are as fans totally that's exactly what i was going to say and i think that it's really hard for somebody like him who is going to give you what he thinks i i, I mean pretty much 99 probably 100 of the time he's going to give you what he thinks and when you're giving what you think about a really complicated situation over a long period of time you're going to have to you're going to have to wear some stuff right you're going to have to walk some stuff back and it's been interesting to see his sort of emotional reaction over the last what's it been almost 2 years now rick because it's mirrored i think a lot of like like you said it's mirrored i think a lot of our reaction like oh this is remember the beginning of live at at riviera 2 years ago 2021 it was like oh this is so stupid like this is never going to like the rogue golf league in saudi arabia this and he, and that's when he said it's dead in the water you know and if you look at the timeline of him saying like kind of following it as we have all followed it a lot of the things he said we were either thinking or feeling or texting to each other or whatever not not everything but a lot of it and I think that this is a really interesting position because who has the most to gain from 
these guys being punished on their way back to the PGA Tour if that's if if they end up back on the PGA Tour. Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, the guys that stayed, right? And so he's sort of, and I don't want to make Rory out to be a martyr. Like he's got, he's fine, right? He's doing okay, but he has a lot to gain if guys like that are punished because he didn't leave. And he's saying, listen, for the good of golf, for the people that are fans, for the future of the game, for the long-term health of whatever this league ends up being, let's just expedite the process, which I think is a, you can say like, oh, he can't figure out what he thinks. He's a flip-flop or whatever. I think it's a pretty admirable thing given the position that he's in right now. You know, we were we were kind of referencing that a little bit earlier in, in this show. And, and Mark, no matter whether it should have been put on Rory's shoulders or not, he has been the spokesperson for the PGA tour the last couple of years. And he personally, I mean, he has really uh, turned down the temp temperature in the last couple of weeks. There it has, it has been a much more, um, I don't want to say pleasant, but I'll, I'll just say he's definitely turned down the temperature on this. Yeah, he definitely has. I, I don't think it was put on his shoulders. I think he took it upon him himself and he was showing his leadership savvy. He knew he was, you know, look, the best player on the PGA Tour, according to resume. And so, you know, oftentimes it's the best one that stands up because Tiger Woods was kind of absent at the start. So somebody had to. So Rory showed his, uh, who he was. I will say this, you know, you can critique him for having to walk some stuff back, but everybody makes mistakes and everyone needs an element of grace to what they do. And if you're going to stand up and defend someone, it might turn around on you. But you know what? Kudos to him for having the gumption to stand up and say something anyhow. Um, because a lot of people could have played it coy and then come out looking like wizards when they when everything now starts to become less murky and then they come with their wisdom. Now, Rory's been very pragmatic, very wise through the entire thing, and now showing his maturity to be able to go, well, look, I see what's happening right now, and I feel like this is where we should go. So, look, I've 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 all kinds of respect for him, and he's he's been a real leader through it through it all. It's it's also he also doesn't represent guys who would have a problem with that anymore, right? He's not on the 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 player or the uh, what's it? God, I never get the name right. The the Back. No, not the, back, the, the leadership the the actual oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah uh so he doesn't have to speak for the chess and hadley's of the world anymore who probably don't agree with that statement and and like rory and a lot of those guys at the top they're fine like who cares if you get an extra i mean they probably care he might be alone in not caring or tiger might be alone in, or th those guys might they're, they're in a different stratosphere probably but uh, i do think he's able to say some of these things um in a way that he probably couldn't before because he was representing the interests of 250 people he would go on to say he was asked patrick uh is a win here cheapened by the fact that john referencing rom and DJ referencing Dustin Johnson is not playing this week. Rory would say, yeah, I'd like to win here and stand up with a trophy on 18 green and know that I've beaten all the best players in the world. So yeah, pretty, pretty clear in that stance. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear. Like you said, the best players in the world, not all of them are here. Those two Brooks, Bryson. I mean, how cool would it be to see Bryson DeChambeau 
try to figure out Pebble Beach this week in all the wind, <laughs> all the numbers. I mean, his right. missed right. guy on the range would be working overtime. And it, it, it sucks that it's not going to happen. So just, literally just to echo what they both said, what is life if you're not willing to change your opinion when new information is presented, mm-hmm. right? So kudos to Rory to kind of fall on his sword, realize that for the greater good of the game of golf, everyone does need to come together. It's cool to kind of walk back to his corner with his tail in between his legs if it means that golf's going to come together and this will expedite it. So kudos to him. Hopefully, in the near future, all we're talking about is golf. Final thoughts? Pebble Beach, Liv, John Rahm, uh, Rory McIlroy, anything else? Yeah, when you guys are sitting in the comfort of your home with uh, your computer and strokes gained and your TV on, think about me. (laughs) Mark, (laughs) you you could probably top like 30 miles per hour if you're running downwind. (laughs) You know, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be some sort of thing. It's it's in events like this. What's forecast? You know, where you got to give so much respect to camera crews and to everyone that you don't really think about ever to be able to put on a show like this. Um, because you know, when golf balls get on the wind, they move fast, and our and our camera operators they'll follow that ball into kingdom come really. And so it's going to be a tough broadcast, but you'll see the quality of the people we have because of the weather. That's for sure. I know I can speak for everyone when I say our hearts go out to those who will be in the Monterey Peninsula this week at one of the most beautiful places <laughs> on earth. We feel horrible for all of you. Big thanks. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. You can find Mark Immelman at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find Patrick McDonald at P McDonald CBS. You can find Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.